You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Savage Arms and the new 110 Ultralight. At about six pounds, the 110 Ultralight is designed to combat elevation and the elements while maintaining the performance of a factory blueprinted Savage 110 action. The carbon fiber wrapped stainless steel barrel makes it durable and lightweight. The rifle comes equipped with the Savage AccuFit technology, so that means it's adjustable and it comes in a variety of calibers. The 308, the 270, the 28 Nosler, the 280 Ackley Improved, the 30 out 6 and much more. If you want to find out more information about the 110 Ultralight, visit savagearms.com. Welcome to the Land and Legacy Podcast. We're your hosts, Adam Keith. And Matt Dye. This is your number one resource for all things land. If you're interested in conservation, habitat management, hunting strategy, and rural real estate, this is the podcast for you. Welcome to another Land and Legacy podcast. Wow, we've got a powerful one for you guys this week. Returning guest, Dr. Raul Sanchez from Renewing the Mind Clinic. He is back. Um, man, as soon as as soon as we had him on the first podcast, we knew it was going to be just a powerful message um, and, and one that uh, we were going to have to have him back on. And we've kind of held that card a little close and, and wanted to basically record and release um, for a timely event, let's say. Um, and that event, for, for a lot of people, uh, maybe it's already starting your state or, or getting ready to here in the first part of October, but um, we're talking hunting season. We're talking um, just the ability to get back outside um, for more, let's just say, quiet time and to be able to enjoy nature creation. And maybe you're doing that by yourself, or maybe you're doing that to build relationships with other people who are close to you, kids, wife, father, um, whoever, it does not matter. This podcast is is revolving around the importance of those relationships, the importance of time outside. But um, a couple words that just come to mind, as you guys will hear throughout this podcast, is is, (laughs) communication, and awareness, um, and, and that those words um, obviously have a, a lot of weight and are very applicable in, in many different aspects of life. But um, from hunting to relationships, those are extremely important. So that's kind of a common theme um, th- throughout it all. But there, there's going to be so much good points to be made here. We'd love to get your feedback um, on this podcast and, and what it kind of means to you. 
Um, this is kind of the heart uh, of land and legacy. And the important word there for this podcast, obviously, is legacy. Adam and I, are, you know, the, one of the, the big things we'd like to have, let's say, the business of land and legacy do is just impact people. Um, we don't want to our legacy to be to be left, but we want um, that the idea of getting outside, mentoring people, being creating creating memories, um, and introducing the gospel to people is is the if you will legacy that that should be left there, and, and land is is a way that it can be introduced and connect people. So this is a strong part of of um, let's just say the the philosophy of of land and legacy. So we're we're happy excited, elated to have Dr. Sanchez on this podcast to be able to bring his insight to that side of it as well. Um, so we hope that it is um, meaningful, impactful to you. But mind you, it's an early morning podcast recording. I don't think we're terribly sluggish, so it's a probably a great time to give a shout out to Niangua Coffee for making this podcast possible because um, definitely sipping on some coffee this morning as we are preparing to uh, get underway with Dr. Sanchez. But be sure to give Niangua Coffee a checkout online um, or Instagram, follow them. But um, subscription-based coffee, and they just brought back Deer Camp Coffee Roast for this season. So be sure to check them out, NianguaCoffee.com. Pick yourself up some for the fall. Enjoy it. Let us know what you guys think about it. But Without further ado, let's go ahead and open up the lines and get Dr. Sanchez on the phone, and um, let's get underway with this powerful podcast. Hope you guys enjoy it. All right, Dr. Sanchez, are you there? Yes, I am. Man, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. Um, I don't remember the exact date you were on last time, but... We had a fantastic conversation. I encourage everyone to go back and listen to that um, as well as it will kind of pick up and lead off from some of those conversations or some of those ideas and topics that that we had discussed then. Um, but we'll just take this and run with it. But man, how how's life been? How's how's it been treating you? Oh, it's been awesome. It's been really really fun. We're in a we're in a time of our life. My wife calls it the simple life. There you go. So we've got we've got four kids, and uh, so we've got a 32 year old who's married to two kids. We have a son who's 22, who just graduated from Iowa State in uh, mechanical engineering, and he just got engaged. Nice. So they're they're off and running, and then we have a son uh, who's down a sophomore, and he's in a neuroscience program at Creighton mm-hmm. University down in Omaha. So we have a 10 year old left at home who's turning 11 here shortly. Nice. And so it's it's really just like you know my wife, myself, and our 10 year old. Sure. And so she calls it, she calls it the simple life because dinners are so easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she's and, and after that many years, she's, she's welcoming that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, here's the funny thing. I, I find myself pressured when I grill because sure. I'm used to like grilling like three slabs of ribs or something. <laughs> and now, now I grill like a slab of ribs and they both have like maybe one or two. Yeah. And I, I just feel like I have to eat them. Like I can't, <laughs> like, I'm not going to save them. They're not as good the next day. Oh man, that's <laughs> funny. I cook some deer steaks and I'm like, what? You, you only, you both only shared one. Oh, like, that's funny. So I got to eat three. Like, oh, yeah. man, I, I got, I got a man up. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Fun times. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, do you mind giving just kind of a, a brief, um, uh, not example, but kind of what, what it is that you do? Again, refresh everyone's mind of, of your practice and then how you help individuals um, and a little bit about your faith, because I know we're going to get into that probably quickly onto the conversation as well. Yeah. So I'll just tell you real quick, just the, the, my life story. My, so my dad suicided before I was uh, two. Uh, we left Texas, move up in Iowa with my grandma. So I was raised mostly by a very strong woman, my grandma, another very strong woman, my mom. And um, and then growing up as an athlete, I have dyslexia, so I wasn't a very good student. Um, I met a girl who was a Christian, was trying to take me to church and teach me about God. And uh, she got pregnant when, when she was 16. I was 17. And so we had a son. So we graduated high school, yep. still, still, still kind of dating. And then uh, she was going to go to Evangel University down in Springfield, Missouri. And I, I was going to North Dakota State to play football. But uh, throughout our process of co-parenting, I, I really fell in love with her and couldn't let her go. So I, I asked her to marry me. So we went up to North Dakota State. I played college football. We both got a bachelor's degree uh, while, while raising a son. And then we went to the University of Iowa where I got a Ph.D., in psychology and then moved back here at hometown, which is Sioux city, Iowa. And, uh, I started to practice, uh, or started, I started to practice psychology in 1999. Um, and so I've been practicing here for, you know, 20, 20 years, 21 years. And we started a clinic called renewing the mind clinic in 2013. And that's based off of Romans 12 2, which basically says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may test and approve that which is God's perfect and pleasing will. Hmm. So that verse breaks down into three parts. Like we call it renew, move, and find. And that's what I teach in the clinic. My specialty is working with adolescents, especially yep. uh, what's what's called like, um, it's like developmental uh, psychopathology, which is like almost like the development of a criminal life, the development of a person who goes sideways in life. And so um, I pair that clinically with a nonprofit organization we have called 12 Two outdoors. Yep. And that, that whole thing is basically like to reach the least of these, like kids who perhaps don't have a dad, don't have anyone to teach them. So that's that, that's my, my big push right here is putting the clinic uh, of helping people, individuals, families, especially marriages. And then I go after men like crazy because uh, I feel like I'm supposed to be a fisher of men. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't just come and, and, and hand them a Bible and say like, Hey, Jesus loves you. I just ask them where they're at and just walk with them for a while. And then, you know, they'll eventually ask me what's, what's, what's my secret sauce. Like, how do I do it? And then I'll talk to them about scripture There you go. and how that, and how that makes my life different and, and where I came from in my family history of a bunch of failed father figures, uh, to me where I'm trying to be a trailblazer for my kids. Sure. Absolutely. And I think, uh, Obviously, anyone would agree if they, they know that you're doing that in, in full force and doing a fantastic job. And truthfully, that's exactly why um, we want you to be able to be on this podcast. We share a lot of the same um, desires to be able to um, impact people um, yes. and do it with a um, by introducing the gospel to people. And that's what we're, we're, we're called to do. And so... Yes. Um, I think your approach and your ability to understand where people are at and just get there and just and get there to the heart um, and speak directly um, is is a is certainly a gift. And I hope you know through the conversation that we're going to have today, ultimately that's what happens. Um, yes, you know uh, the, we've got we've got topics that we want to talk about. 
um, that we want to kind of cover, but we're just going to open up the conversation and just let it flow. And uh, hopefully if you're listening, you listen to the whole thing and it just speaks to you in some way, um, some manner. And yeah, I mean, we're going to talk creation. We're going to talk God. We're going to talk him speaking to you. We're going to talk about problems. We're going to talk about everything. Um, But hopefully it, it's just relatable and that it opens your heart and your mind um, to what God's will is in your life ultimately. So, man, I, I, again, I just always appreciate your story and your sharing um, and just the heart that you have. So yeah, thank you. Last, last time we talked a lot about, if you will, just nature in general and the way that kind of it was created, but the way that we can all enjoy creation as a whole um yes and what that does to us as individuals as people and it, and it's if you will like a a medium that that god uses to speak to us we're called to be outside he spoke to i think as a half of his sermons he ever spoke were outside um and so like there there's something magical about just being outside and, and adam and i love being outside um we're we're out there as much as we can be. Most people listen to this podcast are you yourself are um a big time hunter and enjoy just creation and and feel called to be out there. But you yeah. you introduced a phrase, a topic um last time and it ties into our name and I think this is just another one of the reasons why we connect um well is legacy is is the word but you paired it with a living legacy and i think that i'd like for you if you will to just define legacy and then define and like or compare contrast living legacy and what what does that mean yeah yeah 100 so here i'll give you a quick picture so like when when i die i'm gonna leave something to my kids Okay, that's called a legacy. Like like in, in the dictionary, like a legacy is a gift of money or property slash land mm-hmm. that's left in a will to a loved one. So literally a, a legacy technically is a gift from the grave. Yeah. Like typically you don't even know that it's there until somebody dies and then you're at this will meeting and then you're like, Whoa, cool. You know, I get the farm. That's amazing. Seems it seems now, very now, materialistic as well it, it, it can be yes yeah. because because it's like wow i didn't know him that well but he left me the land right so sure. there's there's no way around uh trying to belittle that because it's an absolute gift and the bible does say to leave an inheritance so right. it's godly it's scriptural there's absolutely nothing wrong with it uh so don't get me wrong that i'm trying to like knock that in any way definitely okay here's my here's my thing that woke me up a few years back you know i was chasing big bucks and I was missing kids' stuff just because, like, you know, I got, got caught up in an obsession of big bucks. Yeah. And and the chase, you know, it's all about the chase. Like, right. man, this thing's outsmarted me. And and so I'm a problem solver. And, like, I just got to chase this dude. And so I just had this, this literally this vision just one day. And I think I was mowing. I was working in the yard. And I thought, you know, when I die, I'm going to leave all these big heads on the wall to my kids. Mm-hmm. And they're going to freaking sell them at a rummage for for five bucks yeah and like some dude who's just you know a horn freak is going to come up and offer him a dollar and they're gonna let this dude go that i chased for three years for a freaking dollar right 
and I just sat there. I like the mower turns off and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, like that and it's moment. Just like, this is this is stupid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so when you think about that, stop and think for a moment. Like if I'm the only one who knows how to chase this buck and I die with all that skill set, 20 years of a buck hunter or whatever, 30 years, 50 years of just trying to outsmart bucks and I die with that information, all they see is a head on a wall. Yeah. Yep. Do you understand? Yep. Now the living legacy concept is still, I'm going to leave them a legacy. Right. But that legacy is going to be gifted to them in real time. It's not a gift from the grave. It's a gift of gift of life. Right. So, right. so when my kids were little, I, I would come home and I'd be like, dude, 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 listen, listen. Uh, and I'd name a buck, you know, like, Hey, sure. okay. So like, Hey, the big eight, I was like, remember I told you how, you know, I rattled them in last time. Okay. This time I did this. And they're like, well, what happened? And it's, it's almost like they want to know the story. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I'm reading them a little book, you know? And then sometimes they got a little older, we would go with them, but they, you know, they didn't do good in the tree stand. They did good in the blind. So they, they were more turkey hunters. And so as I started understanding that concept, the, the living legacy is this real life conversations that level up a child or a mentee, somebody you're working with in real time. So it's literally a wisdom update. Hmm. Like you could just be driving your car and you get a notification that your, you know, your phone needs an update. And you can't update wow. it because it's not plugged. It's not plugged into Wi-Fi. So you go home and then you just update your phone. Right. How often, you know, we've got three adult sons. Like, how often do I need to update them? How often do I need to pull them aside and say, "Hey, bro, listen, quick update." And the answer is weekly. I mean, right. when they were at home, when they were growing up at home, it was daily, every day at the dinner table. Right. Like, hey, what happened? Hey, who's got a problem? Hey, who got stuck? And then just say, well, you know, I got this teacher who won't let me read this assignment. And then we just problem solve it. Or, or you know what? I got moved from quarterback to D end and I'm not liking it. Yeah. Like, so there, we need a problem solve. You jump in every day. Now that they're kind of on their own, they don't call me every day or I don't check in, but we definitely check in weekly. Sure. And it's sure. just, how are things going? How are you problem solving? And I'll just ask them, and this is my language, like, how's your DMO? The DMO is the daily mode of operation, which is you wake up and you hit the ground on a routine every single morning. Mm -hmm. And that's our, that's our Bible study time. That's your devotion time. That's your download from the Lord. Right. Right. Okay. And then, and then once a week I give them a download, like, okay, here's, here's this thing I'm dealing with or, or, Hey, here's what's really cool. I found out in scripture. Okay. Now that they're really busy, you know, college life and I, I'll tell them, they'll say, Hey dad, you know, like last year, like, Hey dad, did you see RJ, which is the buck I was chasing. And I was like, no, I just saw these, you know, little deer and stuff like that, you know. And they're like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you still in the same stand? Like, they start to problem solve me now. Like, oh wow, yeah. <laughs> but you know, okay, do you understand? And so, like, like here's the here's the big the big piece. Like, this living legacy thing. I want you to think about this. Like, yes, you can drop a farm, and at a will, somebody will pronounce this to a gift, and it'll be a lovely thing. But here's the issue that I see, and this is where I see people come in full circle, like older than me, mm -hmm. upset because they own a farm and they can't get anybody to come or they have a lake house and no one's showing up. And they're like, how do I, how do I like engage my grandkids? Sure. Right. And the, the, there's a part of me that wants to say, bro, we're, we're completely behind the eight ball. Yeah. But I also want to say, okay, there's time. They're alive. You're alive. We got time. Yep. But, but here's the thing, like, like when, when my dad dies, I want people to come to me and say, Hey, Raul, can I take you out for coffee? Cause I want to know about your dad. So we want the son to be able to describe how his father thought, how his father problem solved, how his, how his father attacked problems. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I was alive to learn from my dad in real time, but here's what I see. I see this a lot. People will come up to dad's best friend. 
So like when I die, I don't want my kids to go up to my best friend, Dirk, and say, hey, Dirk, I take you out for coffee. I want to know some things about my dad. Yeah, right. Like that sucks. We don't want that to happen. You want the relationship between you and your son to be so strong that he can articulate your thoughts and how you were and that wisdom drop. Absolutely. Because now he, he knows at his age, you know, like 22, he knows what his dad, who's just turning 50, now starts to understand. Mm-hmm. So it's a real life update for him. And he gets to like have this wisdom drop on him, you know, weekly or every time he calls. Does that make sense? Yeah. no doubt. So if you stop and think about like all the stuff, you know, like this is funny. We were, you know, just we talked about this last time, but, you know, I was out talking coffee and I mentioned these thorns like by my tree stand. And, right. you know, and, and you mentioned it was an oak tree. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like honeysuckle oak, something. I don't remember. And oh, like, oh, oh, honey locust. Oh, there you go. Honey, honey locust. Yep. Like oh, something. And I was like, dude, I just barely described it to you. But, you know, there's like all kinds of thorns in the woods. But when I explained the long needle piece, you're just like, boom. Like, see, like if you die with that and you leave a land, nobody knows all the pieces. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yep. It's like getting a game. It's like getting a board game, but no instructions. Yeah. Right. Okay, so the most important thing, as as you know, is the instructions. Yeah. Okay, and so that's super important just to understand. And again, you know, for me, for me, if I can pick one, and this is where I've led my life, if I have one to chase down, because I don't know how many years I have left, like I'm gonna I'm gonna go all in on the living legacy. Right. So when my kid, when I die, I'm not gonna have a huge financial purse to drop to the kids, but. Well, that what they'll have is way worth more money than money because they'll have the instructions to create their own board game. Yeah, no doubt. Here's right? a, here's a so, question. So the ultimate go goal would be to do both. Like if you can yeah. do both, man, go do both because you'll finish. You'll just be you'll be like a titan. Yeah, you know. So so how does let's just say there's someone out there listening, and they're like, man, that just hit me hard. I don't I don't know if my kids could. Or if if I've been leaving the legacy here um, with my child and just that relationship that I have, I don't know uh, how how do I get into that? Like I know I'm not there, but like how do I begin to start? Let's say wisdom dropping on them daily. Like how, how would they go about that? Because maybe their kid is you know twelve, they're 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 picking up on things. They're smart, and all of a sudden like there's just this. Uh, big change in the way that you know maybe a dad talks to his daughter or a dad talks to his son um in the way that he's tangling that relationship and the the kids smart right they're like dad what are you doing like what what's going on how do they go about doing that in in a way that is is impactful to that kid yeah so perfect just this and we'll put this in language like you know like the, the land and legacy language like you have to drop a seed yeah and that seed has to be like in your wheelhouse. So for me, I, I talk, I'm a communicator. So what I would do is I would just grab my kid and I would say, Hey, Tavian, um, I, I need to apologize to you because I've done some, I, I just have some regrets, like, you know, not being there for you a lot. Um, but like, what's the best way? Can I send this to you? Like, hmm. uh, can I give you a card? Um, can I just like talk to you for a minute? Do you want to go to lunch? Like what? And of course the kids are going to be a little bit weird. Like, wait, what What are you doing? What do you mean? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to kind of drop that seed first and then, and give a little bit of window of time. Sure. Like let, let it germinate a little bit. And then a kid would be like, I don't know, maybe lunch or something. Right. Right. And then you're like, okay, so I'll text you sometimes at work. I'll check my work schedule. And so now we might put it off seven to 10 days. Okay. So that's a communicator. 
but let's say that's not you. So let's say you send your kid an email or you send your kid a text saying the exact same thing. And some dads are really techie. So like uh, that guy <laughs> could record a video, hmm. right? And, yeah. and send it, send it to like a snap story to their kid and be like, Hey, quick question. Like I've got some mistakes. I know I haven't been nice to you and know I've blown up, but I really want to, you know, kind of like make this right with us. And, and I got some ideas of how we can like, you know, bond. Sure. Uh, so, so what's the way we can do that? Do you want to meet at home? Do you want to go on a walk? Uh, can I take you to lunch? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so you, you drop the seed. Uh, what happens to us is like, you know, we get motivated with a podcast or, you know, we listen to somebody and then we sit down and just start like word vomiting on our kids and our wives. And then they're like, what, what just happened? <laughs> and then I yep. go, I, I, and then I'm looking at this and I'm like, man, that dude doesn't know what he's talking about. Like I tried this and my wife's still mad at me. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and it's okay because like we're like six years ahead of them. So, so I would just like drop the seed, let it germinate a little bit and then pick up. And now that you've now that you've had a couple of days to think through it, you're even kind of working on your deal now. Same channel. So for me, I would still talk, but for a guy who drops a video or, or or an email, same thing. So in the middle of that, okay, we dropped the seed. I've asked a few questions, and now we're gonna like schedule this. So we've got it locked in next Friday. So it's like let's say we got seven days. Yeah. So now I've got time to process. So now I'm gonna write like a note card, or maybe just a letter handout, maybe an email. And I'm going to write some things that really bother me, some things that are kind of like in my way. And I'm just going to like, nah, that doesn't work. Right. Like literally like in the movies where you see people write like you know script and then they throw it away. Right. Yep. So just kind of write it until it's like, okay, that really sounds like me. That's that's, and you have to do it from your heart because the kids sure. will see right through that. Right. Kids yeah. are super, super good at what seeing who are, who's fronting. Fronting is like a kid term where, where like, you know, if you go to Shields or you go to like an outdoor store, like Cabela's like, they got that absolute best gear on the dude in the window. Right. And then you're like, dude, I want that coat. And you see it's 400 bucks. <laughs> and you have to look at the boots or the binoculars, or, you know? So when yeah. people go, oh, you're fronting, it means like you're putting everything up front like you're this guy, but you're really not that guy. Mm-hmm. So, so, so don't front, gotcha. just be 100% you. Okay, now when you have the meeting, now you've got, you've dropped the seed, you've let it germinate a little bit. You've also sent them something in between. And then when you sit down, you're like, okay, so you got my email. Okay, good. So we're on the same page. So I want to pick up from the email. So let's go where, where I mentioned this about grandpa. Here's why I'm doing this. Like, I didn't really know my dad, but grandpa took me hunting. And I, I want to be more like grandpa to you. I'm not saying I want to be grandpa to you because yeah. I'm your dad. But like, I want to have a great relationship with you. And I want you to be able to tell me anything. So this, Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Without a doubt. This is coming and timed. Um particularly well, let's say. Um, we wanted to have you on probably the next week after the, the very first podcast we did with you. But we're getting into season. Like, we're getting into yes. hunting season. And last yes. last time we talked, um, you mentioned how you work with um, going hunting and scheduling things with, with you and your wife and sitting down and making time, um, you know, with each other and understanding schedules and how that works for you all. As we... As we go into hunting season now, many states have opened up. Other states are coming on here pretty quickly. How do we take what you just said and and translate it into creating opportunities and creating memories for you and your loved ones while being outside? Because, like, again, last, last podcast, we talked a lot about nature. But, like, I'd like to let you kind of roll with the whole idea of, okay, we've got 
nature. We know, we know how powerful it is to be outside. But we also know that we have to be outside and leaving a living legacy. And it's not always hunting, right? I mean, we can do Correct. tons of different things. We can go camping. We can go fishing. We can go on a hike. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. But how can we combine all of these things in a manner that does not continue to stress out our wives, which I'm not the best at. I think a lot of people probably would agree that they're not the best at. And and like put stress in on, on other relationships. How do you find all the balance in all that? And I know that's a extremely complex question, but I just kinda wanna like if you will let you kinda know where that I'd like to see the conversation go to and this let you run with it. Yeah, and, and the the number one answer, to be honest, is is an easy word called awareness. Mm-hmm. You have to be awareness of what we call the ripple effect. The ripple effect is let's assume we're at, you know, Landon Legacy's party. You guys just got an award for your podcast and uh, we're all there and there's people who are in the pool and there's people who are just barbecuing and some people just show up but like they're dressed up. And I see, I see, let's say I say, I'll pick on Adam. I see Adam in the pool. He's got a cool little, you know, I don't know, uh, ducky that he's sitting on top he's of. He's got a cool I'm little like, floaty. Yeah. He's got a floaty. I'm like, hey, Brenton, watch this. I'm like, hey, Brenton, watch this, watch this. And I take off across. I jump up and just totally cannonball him yeah. and he flips upside down. He's got water in his nose and he's like, Sanchez, I hate you, you know? <laughs> and we start, we all start laughing. And then I look at you, Matt, and you're disgusted. And I look at the boys next to you, the dudes next to you. And they're all like these executives that now they're soaked and they got sport coats on. Right. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, what the freak was I thinking? Okay. <laughs> so, and then, and this is what happens all the time. Like we, we get a goal. We tell somebody about it. They're like, dude, go do it. Right. We're all in and we do it and we're all excited about the, about the, the accolades, you know? Yeah. And then we look around and we're like, why is my wife pissed? And why are my kids not talking to me? Like, they don't want to see these two cool, you know, trail cam picks. Like, what? I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. And the idea is, the idea is they were in a different game, but they were, they were approximately close to you and you soaked them. Mm. So, so that's what we call awareness. I, I was aware of the few people that I talked to. I was unaware that other people wanted to be with me, but they weren't quite in the game yet. Yeah. Makes yeah, sense? For sure. Okay. So, this, so so when we head into hunting season, like we all know what to do. Like right now, let's hunt food. It's early season. Yeah. Right. Like, like you know, early and late. Okay. As we move toward like, okay, I would love to have a business where I could look at the weekly schedule and be like, okay, dang, Thursday's dropping 20 degrees. It's a sweet cold front. It's a south wind for me where I hunt, like perfect. Mm-hmm. Let's drop twenty degrees and just take the day off and go. Yeah. And let's say I smoke, you know, my one of one of my hit list bucks and I come back and my wife doesn't talk to me. Yeah. Because I forgot to tell her that I was canceling that day at the office and mm-hmm. I was just gonna go hunt. Mm-hmm. Right. So and that that's what happens to us a lot because we're in go mode and literally like we're the buck who's just got the head to the ground and we're bird dogging and we don't even see any surroundings. Yeah. And yeah. we are going to get sniped. Yeah, that's okay. true. <laughs> that's a great. It's, it's, that's a great analogy, bro. bro it's one hundred percent. Yes, right? it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> we all we all love for that day. We're like, uh-huh. look at this. Look at this right? <laughs> okay, if Easy I'm watching pickings. you, yeah, and if I'm watching, you know, like if somebody on the outside is watching me and my marriage, we're like, oh dang, look at Sanchez again. He's so dumb. Like, dude, just pick your head up. Just pick your head up. Just pick your head up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So come full circle, and I think I mentioned this like two thousand two thousand eleven. I didn't hunt. Right. I took the whole year off and we rebooted how we do this. And so now we sit down and we look at the calendar and I try to look for the moon phases and I got my system that I try and watch and I, I can't like 
take time off just because like in our clinic, like literally we have like a four to six month waiting list. So yeah, yeah. it would be super rude for me just to call and, you know, dr- drop mm-hmm. eight to 10 people and be like, bro, I'm hunting. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Okay. So I can't do that. So we look at weekends Sure. And I'll, I'll schedule out weekend hunts and like, you know, the 10th, my brother's getting married. So, or actually they're renewing their vows. So mm-hmm. we're taking that whole weekend off. And, and then, um, the 15th, that next weekend, 16th, uh, I'm going to some farmers who have some hogs Yeah, and I've already put my name in. And so we get to, we get to butcher a hog together as nice. a big team, a bunch of people Yeah, just because you know that with COVID they can't, they can't yeah. sell as pigs as fast. Yep. So, you know, we're getting a discount price and we're doing a lot of the work ourselves. So that's cool. two hunting weekends down. Yep. And, and I'm a hundred percent okay with it because like the exchange of me sitting in a tree versus me and, you know, like eight or 10 other dudes, like, you know, we get to, you know, uh, harvest a pig yep. and then butcher it all as a team. Right. Right. I get to go with my family. So what we do differently is we actually just talk about like, okay, honey, you know, I need the outdoor time, but I also know you need me to be part of the family. So you're not a single parent for like four months straight. Yeah. Yep. And so we pick and choose weekends like that. And then like, let's say she has something where she's going to go to a birthday party, um, you know, with Valencia, my daughter and some, and some moms. And I'm like, okay, so that's a hotel pool party. Uh, what's the over under that I go or don't go? Like, you know, how, how bad are you going to bet? Like I need to be there. Like, you know, what, and we just talk through it. Yeah. And sometimes she'll like, to be honest with you, like you don't have to be there. And then I'll go ask my daughter again to plant that seed. Like, Hey, so you have this party, it's a pool party. It's this, uh, what, what would you say? Would you want me to be there? Or do you, are you okay if I hunt? And then we, again, we problem solve. And Valencia will say something mm. like, and she's an all, all or nothing kind of girl, but she'd be like, well, what are you going to be hunting? And what's, you know, are you chasing a buck? But she'll just, just she'll problem solve with me. Yeah, and then cool. she'll just like, you know what, dad, it's okay. You can hunt. I'll be okay. But she's like, you better send me a picture. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> yeah. but, but there's, and there's conversations. Now, if she looks and I'm not there, right. She's not, she's not getting splashed at the pool site yeah. she's not upset that like i'm not there she'll just think oh yeah dad's hunting mm-hmm. okay and and so my wife we've you know done this too i put her in the on the blind i've you know tried to take her hunting she's it's just not her deal yeah so we just keep pushing like okay we bike ride in nature preserves like you know we take some walks we do all kinds of things uh finally finally we're just talking about like a list of things i want a list of things she wants she found this thing, uh, I forget exactly what it's called, but like glamping, glamour camping oh, kind of deal. dude, yes. My wife is the same. <laughs> we did oh that outside what? of she... uh, uh, the Grand Tetons a couple years back, and we haven't okay. stopped talking about it since. It's fantastic. You, you actually did it? Yes. That is amazing. Yes. Yeah, so so that's my, I promise you, when we have like a long weekend or a stay, where she'll, she'll show me things like, hey, yeah. what if you did this? Her biggest thing in the world is like she doesn't want to pee on grass next to a tree. She <laughs> yep. doesn't want to pee, you know, yep. with spiders and bats coming out of an outhouse. Has like, to be a shower close by. She, it has to be a shower, and and she has to have heat. Yeah, like I have to have air because like I, I sweat when it's like airflow, six, yes. sixty degrees. So like, <laughs> <laughs> so so there's like this place, and so we started looking for this stuff, and this. Uh, so we just celebrated our thirty third wedding anniversary, and so we went to we went to Vail. Oh, and nice. we, we went camp or not camping, we went hiking Yeah. and, you know, we hiked a four mile hike up, you know, I don't remember exactly 10,000 feet, whatever it was, but so we went four miles up and four miles back down and she loved it. And she right. was like, we, we could probably make this an annual thing. And I was just so thankful, like literally coming down, I just had so much joy. I kept laughing and giggling. She was like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, I just fun. It's just, I can't believe it. Like we yeah. found this thing. 
you know, and I've tried like mushroom hunting, you shed hunting, pheasant yep. hunting, like tur- we've tried it all. Yep. And she, she'll bike if it's, if it's a cement trail. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and now, now we know she likes to hike and then she likes to glamp, which we've never done yet, but we're looking at these pieces because it was a super busy summer because everybody's oh, home yeah. from COVID. Oh, yeah. So we had our whole family home for several months there because campus is closed. So both yep. boys were home again. So, but here's the thing, like, you have to like go after these pieces. Like, okay, I know like if I do like some kind of rough hunting, I'm going to rough it at some camp. There's no way my wife's going. So yeah. why would I even bring that up? Why would I even start a fight? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if I, if it's like during the rut, like November and she wants to go to like some swap meet in Georgia, like for a week, like there's no way we're, 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 we're going to fight. Yeah. So, so those are called strikes and here's a strike. Like this is my ultimate hundred percent. I would, my bro hunt. Well, why am I going to bring it up to my wife? Like she's going to strike it, right? She's going to draw an X right through it. Why would she bring up her women's weekend for me? Like I'll, I'll draw an X through it. You get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yep. So we have to be able to like look at each other and be like, okay, I think my wife would go for this. Okay. I think my husband would go for this. And then we start the conversation there. Yeah. Okay. Like, you know what your wife will want and won't want. There's no reason to start a fight. Sure. Okay. Yep. And then, and then if there's a, if there's an absolute time and so like, you know, I'm kind of weird with the moon phases and all that. So I, I try to pick a super good week mm-hmm. and on that week, I'll probably take Friday off and Monday off. And it's, it's a gamble every year. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it's probably a little bit later than most people. Cause I want to try to catch, um, I want to try to catch a big buck who just got done breathing and he's hungry again. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And so my week is typically like, I would say that third week of November. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the week I go after a lot just because everything's kind of died down and sure. there's usually a mature buck who's cruising. Yep. Um, and it's a hit or miss, you know, and, and for me, you know, at this point, like I just love to see him, put him on film, you know, mm-hmm. show him, show him to my kids, whatever. But, <clears throat> and she's pretty good at, I'll take a Friday off and a Monday off or sometimes a Thursday, Friday, and then the weekend. So I don't take a whole week. That's just me. Yep. Um, you know, I don't do the, you know, the, the rut vacation stuff because, you know, I used to do that stuff, but, and the big picture of the living legacy piece I'm trying to drop and live, I got to be example also. And like that, I'm the only dude having fun during those two weeks. Right. Yeah, sure. So sure. I just take a couple of days. I just take a couple of weekends. Um, and then we still have our vacation time for family. Hmm. So now we're moving toward like a week with my wife and I, and then a week with my, my whole family, you know, biggest ended family. We did a week like at this lake in Iowa, um, called honey Creek and Tyler and the grand girls came and, you know, my son came, both boys came back from campus and we just had a great family vacation for a week. And so those are the living legacy pieces because we get to play golf. We get to play tennis. We play cards. We talk about a lot. We game plan. We talk about dreams. Yeah. Uh, you know, we vision cast. It's different, you know, um, it's, it doesn't look typical, right. The way that we want to live our life for our family. So that's kind of, that's that piece of how we do that in, in, in real time. Now let's say you, okay, you regroup with your 12 year old and you want to do things differently. So I have a 10 year old, we've been, we've been, uh, youth hunting Mm -hmm. and the number one thing we do, like when we're packing and we're talking about it, I just explain how it's going to look. So she has a vision. Again, I drop a seed. Yeah. Like we're going to park, we're going to walk down this hill. We're going to get in this blind. You're going to be on my left. I'm going to be on the right. I'm going to set you up in front. We're going to have the camera set up. We just kind of walk through what it's going to look like. This is the kind of deer we're looking for. Um, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, yep. We're not yep. going to take your phone. We're going to talk. Um, that kind of stuff. I'm going to have you. You can do this little can call once in a while. Like, I just kind of just walk through it. 
Okay. And then the cool thing is and actually, I got a video of it. So maybe I'll, I'll post it and I'll tag like a leg, leg, sure. land and legacy. Yeah, in. Yeah. Um, but it's a walkthrough. So here's how it works. So we're sitting down in our chair, everything's set up and I, everything we scripted, we know what to do. It's almost like, it's almost like a fire drill. Right. Right. So I'm sitting there and then I just go, buck, buck, buck. And then she pops up, she turns on the iPhone camera, which is facing toward us. Then she gets on the gun and I start on the bigger camera, which is looking down, down range. And then she's looking and then I showed her where to go. These bucks were stopping at this little scrape. Right. So she gets to that tree and then I'm like, tell me when you're on him. And she's like, I'm on him. And then I get on it and I'm like, okay, I'm on it. And then she's like, okay, safety off. Then she's looking and she'll say like fire in the hole. I'm like, I'm on him. And then she has to do this. We call it, we call it her archery breath. Mm-hmm. She takes a really huge breath in and then a big, huge exhale. And then on, even on the video, you hear her exhale and she goes, pew. <laughs> as if she like shoots the trigger, you know, yeah, like it's, yeah. it's fun. And then, and then we sit down and we shut it all down and then we just talk about it. Like, okay, how'd you feel? Do you feel comfortable this way? Am I too close? And we just problem solve it. And so that's, that's what we do is just, you know, we talk about normal stuff like family and kids. And she, t- she tells me all kinds of stories about kids at school and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then in the middle of nowhere, I go, buck, buck, buck. And we jump up and do it again. Right. Okay. Right. Because, because like we, we're hunters, like we've been doing this for years. Our kids are just happy to be there. That's right. But then when the, when the scenario comes down, we know exactly what we want them to do, but we don't articulate what we want them to do. Right. Yeah. Right? How are they, they to know? Right. How yeah. are they to know? Like, they just like, okay, I just put the gun where, like, what do I, what do I do with this hand? Like, right. How do I, and they just like, so then panic hits in that moment mm-hmm. and then they're going to miss or jerk the shot. And then we're like, are you kidding me? You know, yeah. and, just, and then it just hunting becomes like, like a failure and, and we don't want that at all. Yeah. And, and I'm, and I'm sure just that situation right there, how can we expect them to, to go through life, a situation in life that they've never been through and execute it perfectly, right? We, we should probably yes. do the exact same thing and walk them through it, kind of role play it out um, of what they may encounter at school or what they may encounter in life in general or friends and relationships and things like that. Like at, at the end of the day, the two words that kind of just come to mind with like everything we've talked about thus far is just communication and and awareness. Like you have to be absolutely like it's it's like how do you successfully hunt? It's like when, what's the phrase? Uh, when preparation meets opportunity. Opportunity, yes. yeah. So, so you can, you can, let's say, luck into hunting or luck into a buck that walks down, down range and you put an arrow in it. But if you prepare for those opportunities specifically, yeah, you might, you might have a little bit better awareness of when they're going to occur. Um, but like in life, man, if you're not prepared opportunity in life is just going to come up and bite you or bite your kids right in the rear and they can't be prepared for that unless you've had coaching unless you've had practice unless you've had the run-throughs um and the discussions and so what you guys are doing there in the blind i think probably could be a, a great parallel just to life in general and being present being aware yeah. and a good communicator um and i think that just ties right into what we're talking about, if you will, the the root of the podcast is that living legacy, just being present, being aware, and wisdom dropping on them. Yeah, yeah, and and look, like that that happens in real time. So like sometimes you're in a tree stand. Like when I hunt with Brenton, I'm in a new tree. Yeah. Like hey, yeah. come come hunt this farm with me. Okay, cool. So I jump up, 
Um, and, and as soon as I get there, like I range fine for trees, like it's a new spot for me. I've never been there oh, before, yeah, yeah. Yep. you know, and I had no idea what I'm looking at. So then I kind of set up how I'm going to move, you know, sometimes I'll remove my bow arm. I put it on my left. I'm going to put it to my right. Cause I'm actually going to face the tree, uh-huh. all that kind of stuff. You start to range fine. Then I grab my bow and full draw and kind of like swing around and look where the branches are. Yep. Like, okay, I don't have time to trim that branch. So I'm going to have to like take a knee here a little bit, shoot for my knees. And you kind of just role play, you know, script yep. it. Yep. Now that, that doesn't usually happen like like you thought it would it comes <laughs> right. from a different side it comes you know what i mean but at least like i've 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 dropped down anxiety a little bit so i can handle a little bit more buck fever now yep because like half of the game i've already scripted yeah okay yeah. and and after you do that like it, it just opens up so much more calmness so like i was chasing this buck called roman for three years uh and 2016 i got him but he he, he only walks through thick thick stuff he doesn't expose himself and if he does he's on the fringe yeah and i kept thinking about my tree stand where the, the only place i can catch him like cutting through corridors like it's a pinch point sure and i just had this weird feeling like he's gonna come from behind me like the only freaking spot i can't shoot <laughs> he's gonna walk through that junk yeah and so i spun around i moved my bow i faced the tree and i kind of watched at an angle toward the thick stuff yep and sure enough he comes walking that way and i had to trim some branches but where he came through the only opening i could shoot is what i trimmed but he didn't come through that way he came through and went around this huge big kind of like dead tree yeah and so the only option i had this is really really funny but i had to duck under a branch and then reach over another branch and i shot him from like squatting position nice now now unfortunately i hit a branch and and it got and it got shot at him which was bad you know but but i mean it was the only shot i had on him in three years like this dude is super you know, he was, uh, they, they, they rated his teeth at seven and a half. He's seven Whoa. and a half years old. Nice. You know, he's, he's 175 inches. He was just mm. like this huge, toad. Fat, like Iowa toad. Yeah. yeah. I chased him for three years. Okay. So, so, uh, like maybe a couple years later, Tyler was hunting this buck and I, and I was trying to just figure out with Tyler on that same farm. So I told Tyler, I was like, Hey, if you hunt from my tree stand on this wind, that buck comes down the backside of me, but you're going to have to face the tree stand. And if you're watching left, looking at like 11 o'clock, you don't have to duck down. That's the only window you got. Yeah. Okay. So he hunted that tree stand and we walked through that scenario a couple of times. He calls me at eight o'clock and I'm at the office and he was like, dad, dad, I shot a buck. And this is like, you know, like 29 year old grown man. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, dad, 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 shot a buck. I was like, stop, bro. I know you just woke up out of bed. You, you didn't get your alive, <laughs> did you? You know, just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, no, no. And then he, he FaceTimes me and he could see this buck dead, like literally 30 yards from his tree. Nice. Stand. I was like, yeah. bro, you smoked him, you know? Yeah. And, and this is the thing, like, that's a living legacy with my grown adult son. Yeah. Like I learned something about that tree and about that Northwest wind coming. And I'm like, dude, here's how it's going to happen. Yep. And it happened. Okay. Now, again, that you can't always say that that's going to happen because we plan that multiple times and it doesn't happen. Right. Right. <laughs> but, but the idea for us is we want to, we want to teach systems and we want to teach decision making. Okay. So, okay. So I, I got a, I got a friend, his name's, um, his name's Bill and he owns a bunch of land and he allows me to bow hunt on it, but mm-hmm. he likes bow hunting only. And, um, so I saw some old tree stands in the land a few years back. And I said, Hey, so do you bow hunt? Cause like I, and he's like, well, let me tell you. And he mentioned a book to me and I'm sorry, but I can't think of it off the top of my head, but yeah. it basically talks about a life of a hunter. Like when hunters drop, they kill everything. Then they start to build a little bit of like, you know, uh, like, like love for the animal. And then they get right. to a point where they shoot deer only with the camera yep. and they get to a point where they're like full 100%, you know, conservationist. Yep. 
And so I laughed about that because I'm like, dude, you're like the third person who's told me that who, who's an older man who says, oh, you hunt? Let me tell you something. Okay. So when I created 12-2 Outdoors, the nonprofit is like, why do we have to wait for 20 years for all of us to circle back and say, I want to develop land, right? I want to build mm-hmm. habitat and mm-hmm. I want to restore humans. Like I want to build humans, right? Yep. Why do we have to wait for that? So like when, on a couple of run-throughs we did it with 12-2 Outdoors, Tyler, my son, my eldest son's a youth pastor. And so he's got a, a bunch of young guys, young men who are bow hunters. Yep. And so these guys are, you know, like 18 to 20, maybe 22 now. And uh, we brought him in as like little mentors. Sure. And they're going to mentor little kids. And so when we ran them through the course, they fell in love with these Genesis bows from Matthews. Yeah. And they were just all about it, you know, and they're like, dude, when can I take on the little dude? Right. Like, okay. Right. So like these guys, these guys are like in the front four years of their hunting. Sure. And we're dropping a 20 year legacy idea on them right now. Mm. Yeah. Right. Like I, I would have never been that guy who like sold out my family for deer for a couple of years. If yeah. somebody would have taught me that, you know, earlier. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like, this is the land and legacy concept when we pair it with living legacy is yes, drop a farm to your kids and grandkids. Yes. Leave money to them. But in my personal opinion, more importantly, they need to know how you got that land, how you got that system, how you develop the bucks, how you develop the land, how you develop people. Because if you teach them the system, they can teach that system to everybody. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, repeatable at that at that point yes absolutely so it's crazy for me like it gets me hungry to see these young 20 year olds are hungry to mentor yeah for sure and i'm just like thank you lord praise praise god like that like these guys are coming to me and i know what to teach them right right i can't mentor everybody but i'm like dude here's the idea i'm gonna teach you some tools and then in real time conversation you're gonna have to just go with your gut and just ask god to give you wisdom and you're gonna have to just tell them the best advice you have mm-hmm Okay, Mm -hmm. because like this 20 year old has a lot to teach, you know, a 10 year old. Right. Sure. Absolutely. Okay, And so that's and then that 20 year old when he's 50, like think about how many mentees that person has a hand on teach living legacy principles. For sure. A lot. You know, a lot. It's amazing, isn't it? Well, there's so much. I think of like the responsibility um, that like even when you're young, you always want to be a little bit older. Right. And, and yes. you give them a piece of responsibility, like, hey, this is, you know, take this on. Um, you know, you got kid kind of for the weekend while hunting and um, teach them everything you know. Like kids or young adults just grasp onto that, like they're hungry for responsibility. Uh, most of them are. And um, it's amazing what they can do with it. Like when you give them a little bit of room to grow and share it's amazing how they respond to that. And I, I, I think it's incredible from that hunting side of thing because yes. they have um, observations, they have time in the field, and they're passionate about that. They're passionate about sharing that um, because it's something that they enjoy. But now here's, here's the opportunity for them to directly impact someone else. Um, and I feel like if you can teach that, like sharing... Um, the mentoring gift to uh, someone at that young of an age, right? What What are you setting the rest of their life to be like? If they If they find reward, personal reward in that type of activity um, and that time shared with someone younger than them, well, they're probably going to go about and do it again and again. It's just a, like doing something that's repeatable. Yeah, and you're going to impact 100%. more people. Yes, so, absolutely. Mm, that's cool. Man, that's real cool. Yes. 
So that and 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 this ties into like okay, so the, so the picture of the guy at twelve two, yeah, is a guy in the Bible called Mephibosheth, and he's a guy who was born with disabilities, and there's a there's a there's a gentleman who helps him, mm-hmm. and the gentleman says something like this. I'll paraphrase. He says like, "Hey, you don't know me, but your dad did amazing things for me. Mm. So because of that, I'm going to bless you." Yeah. Okay, and that's that's the twelve two story for us. You know, right. the Romans twelve two outdoors. And that, like, we're going to help all these kids so that as they grow up, they can circle back and be like, hey, I don't know your story, but some some Christian dudes helped me when I was a kid, and I'm just going to pour into you. Mm. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Like, we, we can that, that, that thing's full circle. And then personally for us, like, when I'm not here, you know, somebody like you and people that I've mentored or people that I've worked with, they could be like, hey, you don't really know me, but your dad was an awesome dude, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you on this farm because, like, he helped me. Yep. Right. So yep. like that same concept of like, you don't know me, but your dad did amazing things with me and for me. Right. Right. Absolutely. And so that, that concept of Mephibosheth in the Bible, that's what we're going after. These concept of the, the least of these, these kids that are forgotten. Hmm. And that's, that's my heart. I love it. I love it. Well, and it sets up kind of um, the idea or principle that we commonly look at a hunting season, just one, like one season. Like, what are your goals for fall of 2020? And that's a that's a yeah. four month period, right? That's it's right. a it's a small window, but like, I don't know if it's because you know bucks shed and they grow a new set of antlers. It's like a refresh, and then it like cancels out, and then again 2021, it's a refresh start, and then it just like ends. It's very it's very compact and seasonal based let's say from from your opportunity to hunt but i think when we pair and start to think about a living legacy and exactly what 12.2 is doing in this scenario we just painted with the mentors and and um building that living legacy with individuals i i would like to think why or or change the thought of why do we think of seasons as like one year time frame and goals? Why are we setting goals for just like what we want to accomplish this season? Why isn't it like in the next five years with my time outside, this is what I want to accomplish. I want to bring eight new hunters into. I want to take my kids and I want to and I want to build relationships with my children in the outdoors. We think of it very again compartmentalized in one season and not like over the course of five seasons or over the course of 10 seasons what can my impact be and i'd like to see one myself adopt to that but then two that kind of be a a goal for longer term cuz i think that we can accomplish more things of the living legacy we we can yeah. we can make impacts yeah. certainly each season with with our you know kids that you have um, that you're that you're a part of, um, but but what happens if we begin to train our minds to think in like a five year time span or a ten year time span when it comes to again that time outside? Yeah, that, that's correct. And so you know the, the, there'll be a conversation with Land and Legacy with you guys about just coming to consulting with the, the farm that we have mm-hmm. um, and uh, just to lay out where to go, where to move. But my big push is 
like uh, I'm a firm believer in sanctuary. So there's a yeah. spot in a, on this little farm that we hunt there where nobody goes in there unless you're chasing a deer. Mm-hmm. And we go in there, we go home, shower down and scent down and we go in there to find it. And so we'll leave some scent, but we're not going to just go in there like straight from the office with cologne on or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, so we have some systems like that. There's corridors that we don't put tree stands on because they come on the land and come off the land. Uh, yeah. and we leave, we leave a lot of brush up there like that. So, so that's like a long-term goal of like, we're not just hunting this year. Otherwise yeah. I'd sit up on one of those and catch somebody cougars in, but then we burn them out and they don't come on the land. Right. So there, there's, there's ins and outs that you have to kind of do today. That's going to leave you open for the next few years. Okay. So beyond like a giant on the land that I uh, look at, I don't make a hist- I don't make a list of like hit bucks. Mm-hmm. Like this is my hit list. I don't personally do that. I'm like, okay, I'll see what happens. I'm going to fill the freezer first and then we'll see what happens. That's how I'm always, always going after it. Sure. So I don't get hurt. If I don't get a deer, I just don't, it's not my thing anymore, but it yeah. used to be. And I, I didn't like it. It took me in a wrong spot and I'm mm. super competitive and yeah. I lost my mind kind of. Right. And I'm the, I'm, and I'm the supposed expert, bro. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> Antlers are crazy <laughs> things, man. Yeah. I mean like, dude, like how did I get so lost? Right. Yeah, so I don't yeah. do that anymore. So now it's more general about, making making the deer be able to flow on the land and flow off the land but we don't do anything like the habitat restoration yet mm-hmm. we don't do anything like uh, even doing food plots yeah i, I do these little honey hole de- like a destination plot sure. where you just literally throw and grow yeah yeah and so it's just kind of minimal because again the time thing is with my family yeah but but i want you to think about this like you know we can look at a farm and have like a eight year ten year twenty year plan and be like how is this going to look in 15 20 years right yeah if, if I talk to my investment coach, mm-hmm. uh, he, he'll say like, Hey, what's your plan 20 years from now? I'm like, what? Oh yeah. Like, I don't, bro. I don't know. Like, you know? Yeah. yeah and yeah. like, okay. So there's, there's areas where it's dark in, like, I have no idea. Right. But for me and what I do, I've always, when my kids hit the ground, I'm like, okay, where do I want to see my kid at 18? Sure. When my kid's available to leave the house. What skills do I want her to have? Mm-hmm. And so I push super hard on those skill sets. So we, we have kids do chores. We have them do a lot of work themselves. We have them start doing laundry like at 12. We have them have balance in their own checkbook at 16, their own yeah. debit card. And so there's there's the systems that we have that by the time that kid leaves, it's a fully grown adult. Like they can manage their life. Sure. Absolutely. The craziest thing in life right now is that straight A students graduate from high school. They go to college and they flunk out yeah. and they come home, but they're not drugged out. They're not, you know, like, you know, pregnant or anything. They literally can't manage their domestic their domestic life. Yeah, they don't know how to do laundry. They can't set an alarm. They can't discipline themselves to go to bed on time. They can't say no to a group of peer pressured friends who don't let them study. They want to go out. Yep. And so there's little things like that, the same concept of like, hey, let's focus on the long game here. We do the same thing with land. We do the same thing with our deer habitat. We want to do the same things with our kids and our wives. Like, where do we want to see this in five years? Where do we want to see this in fifteen years? Mm-hmm. And, yep. and you don't have to have the answers. Be just like, well, I'm not sure, but I definitely want to go in this direction. Yeah. And that's okay. That's where we start, right? Goes and back then you to start awareness. to learn back to awareness. And then, and then the conversation, like you don't have to have all the answers because you have a wife who has a lot of the answers as well. Mm. So we just got to put it together to make sure we're going down the same route. And this is what happened. Well, guys, there it is. What a powerful powerful podcast knew it was going to be and uh, certainly lived up exceeded expectations with with Dr. Raul Sanchez. We had some technical difficulties there um, so it probably ended uh, kind of abruptly there that's that's I'll take the blame for that Um, some oversight on my part so I apologize but it is it's always special 
I think, and important to slow down and begin to think about the weight of the actions that we take daily, whether it's habitat related, hunting related. We put so much effort into um, the the building of a hunt, the setup, the access, all these things. And I think it's important that we slow down and remember and give as much time to other important things in our life. And I've been whew, reminded of that here lately too. And just from personally. Um, so don't overlook the podcast. I hope that it, it, it hit people where it should have right in the heart. Um, and was just, again, that, that slowing down and awareness of, of how we use our time and, and how we can be more impactful in other people's lives, um, and leave, the legacy or create a living legacy with people, with people who are close to us and those who aren't, um, whether you're mentoring a new hunter this fall or taking your grandchild or taking your son or your daughter. Um, you know, those, those times and those moments are certainly, certainly important. And, uh, I don't think that can be stressed enough. And then just a relationship there with, with our own wives or, or companions, whatever you want to call them. Um, and they're super important. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying that because I've got it all figured out. Just saying that because uh, living um, living out daily of, of the, let's say, the balance and the struggles of trying to create something that, that is wholesome but um, commonly fail. And um, it's just, it's important, I think, to always get like that that gut check. So here, here's the gut check this week. And, um, hopefully it will carry through with you for the season. And, um, guys, we just appreciate you listening, um, to, to the podcast. If it felt right to you, if it, if it, if it meant something to you, then we just ask that, uh, that you share it with someone important, whether that's just through a text message, uh, maybe you weren't able to put into words your feelings of going outside or, what someone may mean to you, and maybe this podcast is is a way to do that. Just simply share that with them or share it on social media. But we appreciate everyone listening and hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you back next week here at the Land Legacy yeah. Podcast.